The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Five on the Floor live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Also goes to the podcast feeds. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. I apologize in advance for my voice. Try to get through this. We got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. And Alex Alito, you can follow him at Tropical Blanket. The Miami Heat win their second straight game, now 26 and 23 on the season. They beat the Wizards 110 to 102. One of those weird nights um, where don't play very well at first at all, with the exception of one guy. We'll get into him in a second. And you get a deficit, but you know it's the Wizards. So it's kind of like he almost feel better about falling behind against them early because it gets your attention as opposed to what could have happened otherwise. So Miami, anyway, takes the lead in the third quarter for good. Um, does give it away a little bit in the fourth. Things got a little bit dicey. We know that the Heat always make it close to a clutch game. But they end up winning their second straight against, let's just acknowledge it, an awful basketball team. I mean, the Wizards, that may be the worst team in the league. I know Detroit uh, had the 28-game losing streak, but I, that Wizards team, Jordan Poole, is a horrific basketball player. I'm just going to say it. Uh, and tonight was two of 14 from three, two of 14 from three, uh, 16 points on 21 shots. I will say the heat's two card was not a lot better in the efficiency department because he had 15 points on 19 shots, but let's just start here. Cause everything started with him tonight. The rock esports gamer of the night. 
And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. There's only one option for this tonight. It's Jimmy Butler, um, who, you know, had those patches of the game tonight where he was the best player on the floor, like he should be. And they feed off him. We've talked about that. But also, he got them back in it the way that he got it. Back into so many games last year by slowing the tempo, and making plays in the offensive end. But additionally, what really jumped out to me tonight, Brady, was the defense, his activity in general on defense and creating turnovers, getting to loose balls. And then in the first half, when he had 20-something points on nine shots or something along those lines, getting to the line, he did all the Jimmy things tonight. And it's a good thing he did because for a long period of the game, he was the only one doing anything. Yeah, he was huge in that first half because he was the only guy that, that was basically playing for the Heat in the first half. I mean, what was it? I think it was 19 points on six of seven shooting, uh, and he got to the line a bunch of times. Like, he pretty much was doing that whenever he wanted to. He was kind of bailing out the offense when, in the fact that there was nothing positively working. So it was like, okay, Jimmy running a pick and roll. Jimmy in the mid post just going to get to his spot down there, get a guy in the air, uh, kind of get to his spots and do that type of stuff. So – I mean, I thought he was really good, and I think it, you continue to see this kind of uptick over the last four games where you kind of see where Jimmy can be Jimmy, and it's not this thing where, like, oh, Jimmy's hit a wall part five, and then, oh, wait, he remembered how to play basketball in February. It's the same thing every year. But I don't think now – I think everybody's like, okay, that that's pretty clear. Now it becomes a thing of what about the rest of the team? I think the, the, that's more of the worry part. Nobody's worried about Jimmy at this point. It's if – does Jimmy have to be – march jimmy every single night and right now it feels like he does have to it feels like they cannot win a basketball game if he's not dictating as much as he did in that first half and even the second half i think he went one for three and he had what five points like he was not very active offensively in that second half and they were able to make a run they were able to kind of get through it painfully at the end uh but it's just not pretty it's just not pretty basketball it's pretty clear that they need they, they simply need better. I know we're going to get into this a little more. And we're talking Jimmy, but Jimmy needs better from his backcourt to be able to sustain games against any team in this league because this Wizards team, as you mentioned, Ethan, was awful. But it, there's there's still a team that you cannot like take lightly and, and shoot you know tour dates against the, as this backcourt did tonight. So it's like you just cannot have these type of games. Jimmy was able to kind of power them through. I think there was another guy that we'll get to in a little bit that that really got them into a flow that kind of made their run. Uh, but but Jimmy needs some help help here in, in February. I like the tour dates thing. Um, so I guess wait, Terry Rozier's tour date is February thirteenth, my birthday, uh, because he shot two of thirteen tonight. And Tyler Hero is six of nineteen. So June nineteenth, what does that make him a Taurus? I'm not sure. Two thirteen, I know, is an Aquarius. Eight of thirty two uh, combined. Eight of thirty two combined, and literally, it was better than what the two top scorers of the Wizards did, or the two usual top scorers, because Kuzma and Poole were 11 of 37. Imagine building your franchise around those two, that you committed to those two. They may move Kuzma. We'll see. 
but that, that that's got to be the worst one to ever put together uh, in league history. Um, but playing off of Jimmy here a little bit before we get to some of the others and why they're struggling and and why nobody's really coming along for the ride here. Um, I think what Brady said there is important, Alex, in the sense of, okay, now we've seen Jimmy do it. Like we were having questions a couple of weeks ago, like whether he still had it in him. I know Brady was laughing at us. Others were laughing at us. We do this every year. Uh, but I think it's a leg- it was legitimate. I mean, and to a certain extent, before he started with a little bit higher usage and a lot higher efficiency and, to me, a lot better activity. It's really the third thing. Okay, usage, efficiency, we talk about those things. But it's the overall activity from him that I think I wanted to see. We've seen it. So I'll ask you this question. Do you think that the, what we've seen over the past couple of games, the past few games from Jimmy – makes you more inclined to say, okay, add to this and give him another shot than maybe when we were questioning, we were doing a whole podcast, kind of what's wrong with Jimmy two and a half weeks ago, where the question was, okay, what could he carry you across the finish line, even if you added something? Yeah, I mean, I like I like I said before, when we talked about it, he, he gets a certain benefit of the doubt because he's done it every year. And, you know, that meme has been going around for several seasons now about the Jimmy calendar throughout the a regular season and it's it's about that time you know it's it's february the spring is here you know winter is over uh the cold cold winter is over and now is supposed to be that time where jimmy has you know plays a little better and he's he's doing it right on cue like it's insane uh going right along with that meme because it's been four straight games of i would say you know good jimmy games not I, I like i feel like the last one was the best one they're not on the same level but it's much more engaged Jimmy on the offensive end. I still don't think he's been like at his best on the, de- on the defensive end, but I, I'm, I agree with you that he's ramping up and um, yeah, I, maybe he's not going to be like a hundred percent of what he was before he got hurt. I think that's kind of what, what I'm more interested to see is like how much of that Jimmy can he replicate in the playoffs and how much will they need him to, right? Because the theory of this roster now is, has become like, okay, you have, Hero and Rozier, who can help you with a lot of other scoring and playmaking. You have Bam, who can provide that as well. And that's where I feel like that balance still kind of has to be found because, like, we've seen a lot of that that kind of that playoff formula a little bit over the past few games where Jimmy is the number one. And that obviously is a very different blueprint um, from the rest of the regular season where it's felt like Tyler and Bam have taken turns being the number one. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting that we're here, and I, I think for sure it's reassuring um, that he can still bring that out. And even if you might, you know, nitpick and say the lift isn't there or, you know, the, he's not quite as active on the passing lanes, which is, to me, fair. Um, I do feel good that, till, that that Jimmy can just kind of turn it up uh, when it matters. Now, to me, it, it's it's about the rest of the guys, like Brady said, figuring it out together and kind of getting that balance. And although, you know, we mentioned that, you know, the tour dates for Terry and Tyler, I will say, like, Terry has not obviously not shot the ball very well being here i still think he's he's trying to figure it out but him and tyler I, I like have been very good as passers together and whether it's like playing with each other or not you look in the past few games and it's been kind of the thing the the the, the case for rosier i think in almost all his games he's giving you like a really nice assist to turnover ratio and tonight combined the two of them gave you a 10 to 2 assist to turnover ratio last game rosier by himself was 10 to 1 so like even though they're not necessarily shooting well you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that their offense is starting to, you know, look a little bit better as they're figuring out how to, you know, play with each other and because they're kind of getting easier looks for the team. Now, the Wizards, you know, and that god-awful, pitiful defense is not representative representative of the rest of the NBA. 
Uh, so you're not going to get these like that many easy looks every time. But I do like what I'm seeing from them uh, from a playmaking standpoint. I think I think at this point you just got to hope that the shots fall for them. So uh, there's some questions here in the chat uh, asking us about turnovers. Uh, Terry did not have a turnover tonight, so five assists, no turnovers for Terry. Uh, two turnovers for Tyler. Overall, the Heat only had 12. So I mean, they didn't they didn't commit a ton of turnovers tonight. Let me go over some more of the numbers here, and then I want to build off the Rozier conversation. Uh, Jimmy, 24 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Bam, 20 points, 14 rebounds, one assist. Some choppy moments there for him. Um, missed three free throws tonight. Jimmy missed four, so that was kind of uncharacteristic uh, that they would both miss some at the line. Highsmith had four points in the starting lineup, 15 minutes. Here and Rozier combined for 30 points. I mentioned the shooting, uh, eight of 32, so 25% overall. Three of uh, 11, three of 14 from three. All three of the makes were Tyler, but then 11 free throw attempts, all 11 of those Rozier, uh, and he made all of them, and they needed all of them tonight. Uh, off the bench, best player off the bench tonight was Kevin Love. Uh, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists in 15 minutes. He looked like he looked prior to the injury that took him out for a couple of days. So I mentioned this on playback. It's been interesting. Uh, whenever they've had guys out this year, it's taken them like a week or two to get the rust off. I, and I don't always remember this being the case with the heat, but Caleb, I feel like he's still doing it, but like he was for a while, specifically Josh, when he came back, I think Jimmy took a little time to get the rust off. So this idea that they're waiting longer to bring players back is not really validated by the fact that when they bring them back, it seems to take them two, three, four games to look right. And I'm going to get to the next guy here. Cause I, Jaime Hawkins' line looked fine tonight. Uh, eight points, four rebounds, two assists in 26 minutes. That's the most he's played in the five games he's come back. And he was a plus 10, okay? So he was on the floor when they did some good things. But Brady, I, he still doesn't look right to me. Like, he doesn't – is it physical, do you think? Or, he, or he's just having trouble kind of finding uh, his spots in the offense now that some of the parts have moved around a little bit? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a feel-out process because – as much as we talk about how Grady is off the ball, like he was still getting on ball reps when he was really clicking this season. Like when he was really kind of in that flow, he was getting mid post touches. He had even a couple of pick and rolls. It was during that stretch when they had no Tyler, no Caleb. And right now with everybody in, he's like, when was the last time you saw like a mid post Jaime Hawkes touch? Like we just don't really see it that much. So he's forced to kind of play this off ball role, which is important for this team, which as I keep talking about, and also playing, you know, in the spot up role, which usually it was, okay, I'm going to take the spot of three when I'm not, when it's my last resort, when, when I'm not in my on ball touches, when I'm not in these certain spots, I'll take it. But now it's kind of being forced a little bit more onto him now. Uh, but I will say, I thought during that, because the reason for the, the, the plus there, uh, I think you said plus 10 was that that lineup I thought was probably one of their, their brightest moments of the game. It was the um, Rozier, Jimmy, Jaime Love, and I think it was Caleb that was in that lineup that they made the run with. And Kevin Love deserves so much credit for this game. He deserves credit for a lot of things that he's been doing for this team. He really, in a lot of ways, has been the glue to so many things, to so many lineups, just kind of making things click offensively, which is wild because nobody thought that was going to be the case when they picked him up as a buyout market a year ago. Like nobody thought he would be the fix to another season on, on the offensive end. But Jaime had some moments there off the ball where I was like, they, they just need it because the, the, problems that they're having offensively and there's a lot of them there's the the stuff with the the inefficient shooting from the backcourt and all of that but a lot of that's coming from the fact that they're just standing around a lot of the time 
And that's why I thought that, you know, I was questioning if it was going to be sustainable from that Kings game was because in that Kings game, everybody was moving. The ball was moving. Players were moving. Everything was clicking. And I'm like, like, it looks great when everything's clicking, but is this a sustainable formula? Like, are they going to consistently do that? And what we've seen this season is they, they haven't, they have not really gone to that a lot. And there was a play. It was like a Tyler Bam pick and roll in the middle of the floor. And like it, it, Tyler tossed it to Bam and Pam, Bam tried to like toss it back to Tyler, like in a weird, like short range. And it was a turnover, went the other direction. And I, I said on Twitter, I was like, rewatch that play and just watch the other three guys on the entire shot clock possession. They were all spaced in the corners, each corner, and just watching them. And it's like, you just need to have this off ball movement in this offense. It's the only way it's going to be successful. So even without Jaime's like loud box score, and I do think maybe he needs a little bit more touches. They just need him to run around out there. And as much as we talk about Duncan and he had rough shooting moments as well, he his gravity and just his, his never stop moving play style helps. It helps kind of get some guys in the flow. So that's just the part they're going to have to figure out because as they start to turn the keys over to Jimmy and he's over here trying to get to the paint and do all this stuff, they still need to to counteract that stuff with everybody else off the ball playing a role in the offense. So I'm just curious to see how they deal with that over time because – that's a that's more of a problem, Ethan. To, you were talking about guys being out. That's more of a problem that they have to figure out when everybody's healthy. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handled. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer means you can use them longer. And also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well, and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It does seem like there's a little bit of hesitancy there, and I, that there's hesitancy from a whole bunch of guys. We're going to talk about more of that in a second, and I want to get some more about Rozier specifically. Before we do, our friend Lynette's here in the comments with us, also was with us on Playback Tonight and on Discord. Let's introduce the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night. 
And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or insurancebylynette.com. That's insurancebylynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. All right, we had a couple options for this tonight. Uh, you had mentioned, Brady, on the pre-show. We do a pre-show. It usually lasts about 25 seconds. By the way, um, we're going to need a concession speech before the end of this, Brady, so you're going to have to give that. Greg's not here to give his, uh, and Alex and I did not have opportunities to give ours, uh, but we'll do that at the very close of the show tonight, so stick around for that, uh, and by then maybe my voice will get better. Um, we did not you, plan this in the pre-show. No, right, exactly. we, we don't plan anything. Uh, but here, Brady, you had, you had mentioned uh, Hawkes and, and Jimmy ceiling and, and getting him that play, but I, I want to pivot to Rozier. So we'll make that the play of the night tonight. Um, and, and there were a couple of, of, of examples of this, but to me, the biggest thing that Terry Rozier is providing is he's turning the corner and he's getting in the paint. And that, that is creating dunk opportunities for Bam. And, and right now, Honestly, they need to create more dunk opportunities for Bam because I don't like anything he's doing in the mid-range. <laughs> like, I, I just don't. I, I want him going to the basket as much as possible. I want him thinking as little as possible right now because the mid-range shot is not falling consistently when there's any hesitancy for him at all about it. I don't want him taking it at all. And the fact that Rozier is able to get in the paint, to me, this is the single biggest thing that they need to develop going forward is this Rozier-Bam connection where you're getting Bam some easy baskets. It just, it, it engages him. Um, and then I think the mid-range will start to fall a little bit more as they play off of that. So I'll just go with Rozier setting up Bam for a dunk. I want to get back to the Rozier conversation though here because it's interesting. He fans are happy with him generally. And I understand why, because he's providing something in that position that they haven't had, which again is a guy who turns the corner, gets in the paint, make plays for other people. He's shooting terribly, though. Like, and a lot of them are kind of halfway down. So it doesn't look like there's a form problem. But Alex, he was one of 18 from three before he came to Miami. Okay. His last, he's, we talked about he's streaky. He was one of 18 from three. Tonight he was 0 of six. He was two of 13. He's now shooting, he came into the game shooting 35% overall with Miami. So that probably dropped to 30 tonight. And yet, I mentioned it. No turnovers after he had one turnover. So he's got 15 assists and one turnover over the last two games. How would you grade him so far? And if the shot doesn't come around, are you okay with it? Um, definitely not okay with it. If the shot doesn't come around, that's that's part of the package, man. Like that's that's part of the deal. You invested a first round pick into this guy, and they've been pretty conservative, like despite the Pat Riley reputation in recent years with trading their first round picks, and that was a big part of why it's like you need the shooting. He, he was a pretty good off ball shooter and a very good and very proficient pull up three shooter. And that's, you know, that's an aspect of his game that they frankly need need. And I think what you do see is that um, even though he looks kind of out of place sometimes and, and still doesn't know when I feel like is his turn to attack when he does get the ball. Um, it, it seems like they've told him get to the paint, right? Cause that's what I feel like he really tries to do which is good. Of course, it's a great thing. That was part of the reason, you know, we were all kind of excited for this is because he, he provides that rim pressure and getting into the paint. I think he, some of the shots he's taken at the rim haven't been great. I think he's foursome. 
Um, historically, he's not a great finisher, but I, I, I think like it's more about the paint pressure itself. I just need him to be, you know, a, a little bit better with the decision making as far as when to take the shot or not. But to be fair, a lot of those misses too, like kind of end of shot clock type of shots where I feel like nothing is happening. It's like, oh, well, you got to, you know, get something up. And I, I think that's more of a product of the offense as, as a whole. And it goes back to what we've been talking about forever with like, and what Brady was just talking about with the movement. This team, frankly, doesn't have enough shot creation talent where you're able to just create an advantage at will and that you're not able to move. Like, how many guys on this team actually create advantages consistently? And if you're not creating advantages consistently, you need the other guys around you moving to kind of help grease the wheels a little bit. And I think in general, as a rule of thumb, like ball movement and player movement is always a good thing. The Heat particularly need that stuff. And um, Rozier, I feel like is still having this weird balance where like, you know, the off ball versus on ball balance. It's a little bit of like a smaller role compared to what he was doing in Charlotte. I still think it's kind of like an adjustment period for him. But they need him to be more than like, I think like a Gabe replacement. And it's funny because he's not really doing the Gabe stuff right now that Gabe was doing in the playoffs where he was just kind of nailing all those pull-up shots uh, out, out of a drop or, you know, right, right now what I think he's doing much better than Gabe did is just kind of get to the paint. I think he, he's he's really quick and shifty with the ball and, and, you know, much more talented there than Gabe was. But I do – I want him to, to, to take some of those game shots as well. And it's just fun. It's, it's a little tough because you want him doing a little bit of all these things, right? They use him a little bit as a screener uh, off ball. And it's – I just – the on-ball stuff to me hasn't been there yet. But I, I like the way he's playing. He, you know, he, he's trying to get everybody involved. And I think as a passer, he's much better than his reputation uh, of like a shot chucker. Like the guy has been a very good passer for them. And he's able to create stuff out of nothing. I like that you were use the word shifty there because that that's most the guys on this heat team are not shifty. They don't that you're they, they don't they, they can't juke anybody. They can't get create in that way. Uh, and and that kind of leads to the next part of this conversation, Brady. I, I'm going to read some numbers here. Uh, this is um, let's see. Let me take it back through the Orlando game. OK, which was the uh, the 18 point loss. Uh, 4 of 14, 12 points, 8 of 15 against Memphis, 18 points, so reasonably efficient there. 7 of 14, 19 points in the blowout loss to Boston. 7 of 18, 18 points in the loss to the Knicks. Most of those points came late. Uh, 5 of 18 against Phoenix for 17 points. 4 of 9 against Sacramento, 14 points tonight. 6 of 19 for 15 points. Um, so Tyler Hero has not scored 20 in his last seven games, um, he has shot, he's had a couple of decent shooting games in there. Uh, the, the Memphis game and the Boston game, he has shot anywhere between nine and 19 shots in those games. He also hasn't shot 20 or more shots. He was doing that a lot earlier in the season. Um, is, is this just a slump? I mean, what, what, what is this? Is this, is this trying to seed some stuff to Terry? Is this, some of the things getting in his head, like he talked about, I'm trying to sacrifice to play more for the team. He was not as bad as Jordan Poole tonight, so let's not do that. But he hasn't been good consistently in a while. I think uh, the stat that was put out tonight was he's at 39% since January 1st. Mm-hmm. So basically this month and, and you know, and, and he was shooting 48% the first two months of the season. What's going on? 
I feel like part of it is he's in his head. There's just a semi part of it. And it's weird because I don't think I've ever said that for him. Like, I feel like, you know, the confidence is there, the way he plays, the way he has that short term memory has always been there. But I feel it's not like he's in his head because of a shooting slump. He's in his head because of a role. He's in his head because he doesn't know which shots he should take or, you know, I, there was just so many parts of this game. It was actually literally the first possession of the game was a play call where, where Jimmy is a bat. It's a kind of a down screen for Tyler. Tyler ends up in a pick and roll for Bam and he throws a pass to Haywood Highsmith. And it was an out of, it was like Haywood caught it and he was out of bounds. The, it ended up with Kuzma free throws on the other end. Jimmy at the, at that little stop and starts telling Tyler to shoot it. Tyler comes down the next possession, the same exact play call. He gets the defender his back, shoots the floater and he makes it. And it's like, I just feel like there's still those those moments of doubt when he has the ball in his hands. He's like, okay, should I take this shot? Should I not take this one? He's now he's overthinking about the lob every time he's in these pick and rolls with Bam, where I feel like he's second guessing his shot almost. And you ask about the shots and, and kind of the you know the, the inefficient parts. It's almost like I just feel like part of it's like him not taking the right shots. Like I feel like you know we've talked about taking more threes. We talked about him getting off the ball, but he's still he's got to play his game. At a certain point, you have to be able to play your own game and, and kind of force these these in-between floaters time and time again or these push shots where I know he's, he is not – when was the last time you've seen him take like multiple deep mid-range jumpers in a game? Like it's been a while, and that's his game. That's what he likes to do. Uh, and they've kind of had – kind of forced him to kind of play from different spots, and I think it is a little bit of an adjustment. He's not doing a lot, you know, right at the rim, so the floater is kind of his way of kind of putting up rim attempts. And the and teams are overplaying the three. They're not letting him get clean looks off, off these pick and rolls from three. It's going to be, uh, you know, tough looks like the one at the what was it, the end of the third quarter where he had like a shot over three guys. Like that's that's going to be a portion of his three point looks if he's coming off these kind of high ball screens. So I think he's just got to get out of his head a little bit. I think there's going to kind of have to be an internal discussion about where he's going to start taking his shots that. I know like forcing him a certain direction to play a certain style, but at some point you kind of have to let him off the leash a little bit, which is, I know it's wild to say, again, on a team where the guy just had 19 shot attempts when you're saying let him off a leash, but it is about playing a certain role. So I'm, you know, credit to him for developing this, this kind of point guard role and making, you know, all the stuff Alex was talking about with the playmaking, the passes, the lobs, setting up guys, because I feel like he has done a great job with that. But there has to be a point, I think, when he kind of just gets out of his head a little bit and starts kind of getting back into his flow. What's interesting about this is we've talked so much about how this team lacks offense, right? They lack creators and all this. And yet now we're talking like they add one guy to the mix. And it's like, okay, how is Tyler going to get back to what he was doing? And how does Hawkins get his? And then Duncan, you know, again, was out tonight. We'll get to that in a second. But how does he get back in the mix? It's just they've got a lot of guys that it feels like they, they need to kind of nurture to figure out a way to get the most out of them. But it wasn't working offensively when they were. So I, I just think what it seems like to me is they made a decision, or at least Spo and the coaching staff made a decision. Like, okay, we were spamming the hero BAM stuff. And I know uh, you've talked a lot about this, Alex. Like, we got tired of watching it. They've been spamming that stuff to just, you know, try to build that up because you want them to carry it in the regular season. And then he's like, we're losing too much. Like, okay, we need to go back to Jimmy being aggressive and playing off of him and just grind out some wins now so we don't drop too far in the standings. We're going to put all that stuff on hold. That's what it feels like to me. And Jimmy's taken the burden to his credit uh, and started getting to the line, showing more activity and all that. Now, Sunday's a different deal. Like, Sunday's a different – I mean, you're going up three, three classes on Sunday – uh, against the Clippers, and it's not going to be enough 
for it to just be Jimmy against them. It's not, unless Jimmy gives you 40, which he's not going to do. I do want to get to the injury report here in a second. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, yeah, we're going to close with some concession speeches here. So, Alex, the injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now... The injury report. All right. The only guy missing of any significance tonight was Duncan Robinson. So uh, still in the protocol. We'll get an update on when he comes back. And hopefully when he comes back, they can find a way to integrate him. So he gets back to something like he was doing before. Because, again, when, when he's not performing well, it's funny how this is flipped. When he's not performing well, everybody's like, well, it's because they changed his role and all the rest of this stuff. And with Tyler, it's okay. It's it's just it's everybody's just down on Tyler. Before it was, it was everybody was more on Duncan. Now that's gone it's gone the other direction. All right. I'm going to make my concession speech here. I'll, I'll do this. Alex, you were eliminated by Greg, right? In the, uh, in the 60, the 64 person. Eliminated is generous. Era. I mean, you were eliminated. It doesn't matter. I was, how much I was Molly Wop thrown no, down the stairs. I mean, you showed up tonight. He didn't. So like, I, 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 you know what? You should, you should have advanced. You should have gotten the buy. Um, That's what he won. You, was he, that, he, was got, that, he won the buy by beating me. In the, was that an elite eight? Was that Elite Eight or was that uh, round of 16? Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Okay. All right. I, I got beat in the uh, in the round of eight by Heat versus Haters. I still don't know who that is. Although, no, I do. I've spoken to him before. Uh, but I, I, I sort of, after I lost, I agree with Greg's rule that to advance, you want to have a real name. Uh, but I, I, lost to, I lost to him. Uh, and Greg also lost to him now. Was just eliminated in the semifinals. But Brady, man. 50.8% to 49.2. Is that, are you going to demand a recount against Trilly? No, I just posted. I, I'm like Jimmy in the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago. I'm just, I, I took that shot on the right wing. I went for, I went for it all, came up short, you know? So I'll just, I'll just reload and come back next year, you know, playoff Brady. Now he's going to photo shoot you in a Miami Heat beat uniform or something like that. Cause that's what he does. Uh, so do we have any predictions on the final here? Heat versus hey, now that we've all been eliminated. You've conceded, right? You're not. You're not going to challenge the ruling, right, Brady? We're good. I'm not challenging the ruling. No, I'll, I'll just. Right. I'll take my my spot. It's a man with integrity. Right, it is. Well, I mean, we don't storm the gates here of the Capitol. Um. Anyway, so uh, the final is Heat versus Haters versus Trilly. Where Where are we going with this? How have we handicapped this on Better Edge? He, Trilly Heat should be the favorite. Has, he. I don't know. Heat versus Haters has the. He has the the fan base behind him. It's tough. Yeah, Trilly, Trilly does it. He definitely does, but I think it's it's a it's a fan base account. It's just it's one as a whole. So I don't know. It's gonna. I think I think Kiefer Sayers is the is the betting favorite. Well, Shout Trilly out UK Dan, by the way, for putting this together. Yes, we appreciate UK Dan. We're actually gonna have UK Dan on the pod again. I think we've done that before. Uh, I was on with him when he had his podcast, so we appreciate. It. No one has ever seen Heat versus Haters, Kawhi Straight Face. I don't, although I have spoken to him on the phone, so I know that he exists. I need I, to investigate. I, to I, I should. Well, here's the thing: if Trilly loses, if Trilly loses, at, at, at the very least, at the very least, uh, well, I'm not gonna say it. That's it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna be good. 
Anyway, I had something coming, but we're going to end it there. All right, thanks, everybody. Uh, Rocky Sports Center, check them out. We're going to do another watch party there soon. We're just picking the date for that. We've got ericrubenstein.com, your personal injury attorney, in insurancebylanette.com. Now, three games. Three, what's that? Discord. Oh, Discord. Off the floor. Subscribe to Off the Floor. Okay, that's a good idea. If Truly Loses, we got to have Heat versus Haters on the podcast. All right, maybe we'll do that. All right, have a good night, everybody. We'll be back on Sunday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.